Westside Baptist Church in Noonan, Georgia, brings you our weekly podcast. We hope you will be encouraged by our music and a message from the Word of God as we present our Sunday morning and Sunday evening services and our weekly broadcast by Dr. Melvin Payne. We thank you for listening. that you saved this morning. Oh, come on. You're raising your hand, but let's hear it a little bit. How many knows that you saved this morning? Amen. Say amen. Yeah, you're sounding good this morning. Amen. Amen. Have you all been praying for the Lord to renew a right spirit in you, in your life? That's been, uh, that's been my focus. Um, I get up in the morning, read a chapter every morning, uh, first thing when I get up, and and I've read through the Bible, and I've hit other chapters and other books of the Bible, and I jumped around, and I said, I'm just going back to the beginning and start over again. And they mentioned this last weekend, because I, I happen to be right in the middle of the book of Job. And uh, Job had everything going for him. 
So it's e it's easy to have. Let's don't start a parade right now, all right? But it's, um, it's easy to uh, get in a situation when everything's going right for you. That you don't have to. I mean, you don't pay attention to anything like this because everything's in your corner. Everything's going great. And uh, when Job lost everything, I mean, he lost everything. Uh, I guess the only thing he didn't lose was his wife that was encouraging him to curse God and die. So I don't know. That's about the only thing he didn't lose. And then he had some friends come around. Have you ever, if you read the book, now the book of Job's a tough read. It's a tough read. The beginning's good, the end's good, and the middle is kind of, It'll aggravate you. I mean, you, you look at the friends that really good, upstanding Christian friends that, that came around and the encouragement, the words of blessing that they, that they gave to Job. Uh, you know, you'd have to renew a right spirit to, uh, to have friends uh, hit you like that and blamed everything on uh, from... You've got sin in your life. You're not doing right. God wouldn't have punished you this way if you hadn't been sinning. And, 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 all, and all the time, God was exalting his servant Job. The whole time, even through his suffering, he was lifting him up and exalting him. He said, that's my man. Stands for me when it's going good. Stands for me when it's going bad. Boy, when we hit those bad times. We hit those bad times. And, and I know we've heard people here lately say, you know, I've, I've questioned God. And, uh, and, oh, you shouldn't question God. <laughs> Let me tell you, everybody in here at one time or another has said, why? Yeah, absolutely, sister. Absolutely. Why, God, would you allow this to happen to us? Why would this happen to our family? We've tried to live and do for you. And, and, and live right for you. We've had some of those days in the last seven, eight months where you go, God, fortunately for us, Pina and I had sat actually in the spring of last year, and we said, you know, God's been better to us than we deserve. And he has kept us from all those situations. We haven't had the health issues and financial issues and job issues and and, and everything been pretty good, but I said, you know, the, the thing is, it, it'll, it'll come our way. And, uh, and it did, and it has come pretty heavily. But knowing that I've got him on my side, do we have rough days? Yeah, we have rough days. We have days where we're down. Yeah, but we can come into church on Sunday singing the praises and worshiping our Lord because he's got us right there. And no matter what happens, he's got us right there. Bad things come along. Things are going to happen. As Christian, we're not promising no bad stuff. I'm so happy to be living this life going through what we're going through than living out in the world trying to go what we're going through. Better to us than we deserve. But we all could use that renewing 
of the right spirit. Why do you do it, Dave? Why do y'all do it? Every week you get up there and you smile and you brag on the Lord and stuff going wrong. It's because of him. Ask me why. Ask me how. Ask me where.
you remember Jesus. that amazing grace? friend, Jimmy Fleming. You come on. <clears throat> well, we go a little bit further back than that. <laughs> his, his parents went with my parents to get married. So uh, they, were, they were best friends, his parents and my parents. And uh, I heard my mother call his, his mother Bill. And I thought that was kind of odd till I found out that that was her uh, nickname anyway. But uh, uh, we are privileged to be here. I'm honored to <clears throat> stand behind this pulpit that Brother Melvin graced for almost 40 years. Now Brother Alton and... Uh, I really enjoyed the worship. You don't find worship everywhere that you go, but you, all, you always find worship here at Westside Baptist Church. And I love Brother Mevin. He's a precious friend. And uh, I love this church. I pray for this church every day. You can't have it, Dave. <laughs> I thought you was going to grab my outline there for me. I can't preach without an outline anymore. It used to be outlined up here and in here, but if it's not in front of me now, I'm about as old as Brother Melvin is, and that's ancient. like to say we've been friends and we say this every, every time we're together but if you got your bibles turn with us to the book of first uh, john it looks like i got about 20 minutes so y'all listen fast and and i'll try to preach fast uh, but uh, we do appreciate coming here this morning 
Sorry, Brother Alton's sick, but I sure am glad I got an opportunity to preach. After you retire from preaching, you preach a little bit around for a, a few months, and then that kind of dies out, and uh, you don't get very many opportunities, but we're thankful for this morning. If you would, stand with us as we read in reverence to God's precious holy word from the book of 1 John, chapter 2. The book of 1 John, chapter 2. And uh, I don't know how loud I am. If I get too loud, then we'll depend on the sound man to turn us down. We'll, we'll read one verse of scripture. It's verse 20. The Bible says, But ye have an unction from, from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. I want to preach this morning on the subject of we know. There are some things that God's people know. God wants us to know some things. God wants us to be sure of some things. So God's given us in his word uh, blessed assurance that we may know, that we know, that we know, that we know that we're saved. I got the idea from this message from a member of ours a few years ago. He would always stand up and say, I know that I know that I know that I know. And I got to reading the book of 1 John, and I found out that there are a lot of no's in the book of 1 John, especially from chapter 2 through chapter 5. Now, look at our verse of Scripture again. The Bible says, And ye have an unction from on high. Now that unction means an anointing, a touch from God. And I love those touches that he gives us from his precious word. Now, I, I know you've experienced this, that you've been reading, you know, a lot of people's favorite Passages are found in the book of Psalms. I, I love the book of Psalms. Well, I love God's Word. But I, I love it when he drops those handfuls of purpose and down in our lap, blesses our heart, thrills our soul, and we can sit there and worship the Lord in, in reading his precious Word. The Bible says... And you know all things. Now, we know the difference between a lie and, and the truth. God has illuminated our hearts through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has illuminated our hearts and our minds to his precious word. This, this book that I hold in my hand is a no-so book. We, we have a no-so salvation. And folks, I stand here this morning and say to you, we can know beyond any shadow of a doubt that we have eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ. We are saved. We're on our way to heaven. And we'll live throughout all eternity with our Heavenly Father. This word no is used over our is found over 30 times from chapter 2 through chapter 5. Over 30 times. 
God used this word know. So God is wanting us to know some things. I like this word know. It blesses my heart. It, it means that God did not leave us in the dark. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 5, Ye are the children of light and of the day, and not of the night nor of darkness. God did not save us and, and leave us to ourselves. But, but God has informed us of some things. God allows us to know everything that we need to know through his precious word. And this, the definition of, of this word, no, it means to be well informed. It means to be aware of. It means to have knowledge, to be sure. In, in other words, it's summed up in this, discernment. God gives us discernment. I, I pray every time I open God's word to read, if I don't forget it, and that happens some, sometimes. But I pray, Lord, give me discernment. Illuminate my mind and my heart to your word. Let me understand what you are saying to, to me. And, and God, every time we open God's word, God is talking to us. God's speaking to us. God speaks to us in many different ways, but we won't go into that this, uh, this morning. But I, I believe with all of my heart that God wanted us to know some things, to be positive about some things. When God was about to destroy Sodom, he, he tells us in, in the book of Genesis chapter 18 and verse 17, shall I hide from, my, uh, from Abraham that thing which I do? You see, God informs us. He lets us know in some ways, to some extent, what God is about to do. And I, and I believe as Christians today that we know what God is about to, about to do. There's a brother sitting on the road this morning before the service start, front row, and he was talking to me about the last days. Folks, if we're not living in the last days, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. But we are living, I mean, not at the 11th hour. We are living at 1159 and counting until the Lord comes come back again. I believe that with all of my heart. God wants us to know some things. Job knew some things. Now, Job, the theologians tell us, that Job is the oldest book in the Bible, that it was uh, written before the book of Genesis and Exodus and, Le and Leviticus and so forth, that, that Job is the oldest book in the Bible. But Job knew some things. Listen to what Job says in Job 19, chapter 25. For I know that my Redeemer liveth. Job knew that Christ was alive and that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. Job knew that one day that Christ, and I believe he was talking about during the millennium time, when Christ comes back. Of course, Christ walked upon this earth. 
uh, over 2,000 years ago. And I believe Joel was talking about during the millennium time. If you disagree with that, we're going to agree to disagree agreeably. In uh, verse 27, he said, Whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. Job said, I'm going to see the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody else. Well, everybody else will see him, but he said, I'm going to see him with my own eyes. Seemed, seemed like Job knew some things, didn't he? Job did not have the scriptures, nor was he indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Well, how in the world did Job know these things? Very simply, God told him. God told him. You know, the Bible is an amazing book. I've read it through. Dave, I've read it through. I've read it through the last few years all the way through, from, from the beginning to the end. But I always find when I read God's Word, it's always new. God is always revealing something that I've never seen before to, to me out of His precious book. We need to let God talk to us out of His book, and we can be assured of many things. The, uh, Paul knew some things. In uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, he said, For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that is able to keep that which I committed unto him against that day. Paul knew some things. He was assured of it. And I believe that we can be assured of our salvation and many other things just like Paul was assured of in that day. But I want us to look at some of these no's in, in 1 John. You look at chapter 2 and uh, verse, verse 3. And hereby we do know. Well, I, I, I like that. John wants us to be sure. And he says, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Now, this is not talking about the law. It's not even talking about the Ten Commandments. The Bible says in Romans 8 and verse 3, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, the law, all it does is condemn, condemn, and condemn. You ever tried to keep the Ten Commandments? I fail every time. I mean, there's, there's, I, I get so far, and then I trip and fall. In other words, the law itself is a schoolmaster that brings us to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, according to the book of Galatians. And... Uh, Verse, uh, in the Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, the Bible said, Bear you one another burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And I'm, I'm sure last night, before you went to bed, that Brother Alton's name was mentioned. Lord, please help Brother Alton. Some of you probably didn't know about it, but he was very sick Friday, and I talked to him yesterday. And he was a little bit better. But we can bear one another's burdens by praying for them. I, I pray for Brother Melvin 
every day. I pray for Westside Baptist Church and many others every day. We bear one another's burdens by lifting them up to the Heavenly Father in many other ways. And there, there's so many ways that we can help one another, and I'll, I'll not go over uh, those. But turn with us to the book of 1 Thessalonians, and, and let's see what keeping the Christ commandments look like. Now, I'll just name a few. We'll just look at a few. But the Bible says we, that, that we know that we are, that we are his. I'm going I'm to go back to 1 John just for a moment, but you stay in 1 Thessalonians. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Now, I said that wasn't talking about the law, but it's talking about the commandments of Christ. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, the Bible says, in verse four, 14, I'm a little bit teary-eyed, and i got to get the water out of my eyes here where I can see my Bible. In verse 14, the Bible says, Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, and, and comfort the feeble-minded. Now that word feeble-minded there means the faint-hearted. We have a lot of faint-hearted Christians in the church to, today. Every church in Coyote County should be packed out. I mean packed out. Brother Dave mentioned a while ago, didn't hear his shouting when, when it's time for the offering. God gave so much that when the offering times come, we all just stand up and shout because we got an opportunity to give unto our Heavenly Father and to carry on his work. Then he goes on to say, be patient toward all men. My, my wife has a hard time being patient with me sometimes. But God expects us to be patient with one another. You ever stopped at a traffic light, and then that light turned from red to green, and that car in front of you just sat there and sat there and sat there? I know what a lot of you done. You gave that person driving that car a good horn cursing. I mean, you sat out on that horn and you said things under your breath. I mean, we're just human, a human being, but the Lord said be patient towards one another. Look at verse 16. Rejoice evermore. Man, it's good to come to church and rejoice. It's good to come here and, and worship the, the Heavenly Father. But it sure is good to get on your knees at night or in the morning or whenever you pray and, and, and get caught up in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, worshiping God, speaking to God, blessing His holy name. He said, rejoice evermore. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, he said, rejoice. I say again, rejoice. God wants his people to be happy, to rejoice. He says, pray without ceasing in verse 17. Folks, God doesn't expect us to stay on our knees 24 hours a day. But we pray driving down the road. Uh, you know, I'm, I mentioned this a moment ago. I like to pray just before I go to bed. 
My wife, she'll go on to bed, and I just, I just stay up and pray a while. But then I get in bed, and I, and most of the time, I pray more. <laughs> it's, it's good to get in a good, comfortable, warm bed. Lord, thank you for a, a place to sleep, food to eat, automobiles to drive, clothes to wear. Thank you, Lord, for all of these things. He says, pray without ceasing. Verse 18 says, in everything give thanks. I don't know. I'm almost out of time. I'm, I'm, Y'all just listen fast, and we'll, and we'll try to preach fast. He said, in everything give thanks. I didn't thank God because Alton is sick, but I sure did thank God that I had an opportunity to preach. Amen. I mean, it's, it's hard to lay on a sick bed. It's, it's, it's hard for me to pray when I'm sick. Uh, it's hard to give thanks when I'm sick. But, but God says in everything to give thanks. He said in verse 19, quench not. This is keeping the commandments of God, the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that we love him and that we're his when we keep his commandments. Verse 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. Then I want to go in Luke chapter 6 and look at some commandments of the Lord. Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. He said, But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies. It's easy to love those people that love, love us in it. You know, some, sometimes we have a hard time praying for our politicians. <laughs> sometimes they say things and do things that we don't like. But the Bible says to pray. Bless them that curse you in verse 28. Verse 31, and as you would that men should do unto you, do you also unto them likewise. That's the golden rule. In uh, verse 35, but love your enemies again. God says it twice in just a few verses here that we are to love our enemies. In the verse 37, at the end of the verse, forgive and you shall be forgiven. These are the commandments that God expects us to keep if we love him and, and to show that, that we love him. Verse 38 says to, to give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. Folks, these are just some, some of the commandments. Let's go back to 1 John chapter 2 again. 1 John chapter 2. In verse 8, 18, the Bible says at the end of that verse, we know, whereby we know that it is the last days. 2 Timothy 3 and 13 says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. We saw an example of this this past week on Valentine's Day. 17 people were killed. That man had to be, oh, even though he was 19 years old, he was demon-possessed. 
Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Chapter 2 and verse 29, the Bible says, if, if ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is, is born of him. Now, folks, we are not righteous in ourselves. First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30 says, we, uh, that Christ is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption. Colossians chapter 1, I believe, I believe it's verse 10, we are complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. We need nothing else but the Lord. If we got Jesus, we got everything. Amen. Chapter 3 and verse 2. I, this, is a, this is a blessed verse, folks. It blesses my soul. Behold, now we are the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know, folks, we, we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him like he is. Isn't that a glorious thought? One, one day the arthritis in this hand, this neck, and my hips and legs is not going to hurt me anymore. Not going to have a headache any, anymore. Uh, or, or a backup, my brother said, this morning, his, his back, somebody told William, said his back was hurting. I, I know what it is to have back problems. But one of these days, we're, we're going to have a glorified body. Have you ever thought about the mode of traveling in the millennium reign? Now, folks, this is, this is Fleming's theology here. <laughs> and you can take it for what it's worth. But I believe we're going to travel at the speed of thought. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to be standing at the throne of the Lord Jesus Christ over there in Jerusalem. And the Lord's going to say, Brother Melvin, he's going to be the chairman of the county commissioners in Caddy County <laughs> over there. <laughs> Brother Melvin, there's a problem. Go with Brother Melvin to be here just by the <laughs> train of thought. By, by thought. <laughs> verse 14. Look at verse 14 of, of chapter 3. We know that we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. When I first went to New Leaven, I've been there a couple of years. It's been over 40 years ago. But the chairman and board of deacons came out. I was standing back there in, in the uh, foyer, and I was greeting people as they came out, shaking hands, telling them how nice they looked. <laughs> and the chairman and board of deacons came up, and he came out, and he kissed me on the, on the cheek. Now, folks, 40-something years ago, you just didn't do that. And I looked at him, and he, he said, Preacher, I love you. He backed off a little bit and said, you know why? I said, no. He said, I can't help it. And the Bible says that we know we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. 
Y'all have loved Melvin for 40, 50 years, uh, ever how long it is. And you know why? You can't help it. I know he's cantankerous and honorary, and, but he, he's, he's, he's a, I've got to straighten this out. He's, he's just a love bug is what he is. We, we love one another because we can't help it. And we love one another because we are saved. And we know that we pass from, we know, folks, we, we know we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. Amen. I like that. And I'm, I'm going to skip over a little, a, little, a little of this. Chapter 3. And we'll go to verse 24. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which is given unto us. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 16, the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we're the sons of God, that we're the children of, of God. I just said that, and my witness bore witness with this worship, this this morning. There's a, there's a kindred spirit. We're going to skip over chapter 4 and go to chapter 5. But it's in every chapter, from chapter 2 through chapter 5. We know, we know, we know. Look at, look at verse 2. The Bible says, By this we know that we love the children. Well, let me read verse 1. Whosoever believeth in that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. You, uh, you believe that Jesus is a Christ this morning? Amen. And everyone that loveth him, that begets, that's God, loveth him, that's Christ, also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. He's such a wonderful God. This morning. Verse 13. John writes, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. John said, I've written these things. Go back to chapter 1, all the way through chapter 5. John said, I, I have written these things that uh, unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Brother, listen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I mean, you read this book, your faith soars. Read this book, you get strong in the Lord. It'll, it'll, it'll witness to you. Going down to verse 18. And, and this verse used to give me problems, folks. Years ago, I read this, this verse. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. And I'd say to myself, Lord, I've sinned. But the Bible says, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. And one day the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart that which is born of God. You see, when we were born again, when we were saved, God gave us his Holy Spirit. 
Jesus, the Holy Spirit is living in me. Christ is living in me. God is living in me. And they cannot sin. What's born of the Holy Spirit cannot sin. I got God living on the inside of me. And, and he can't sin. Whosoever is born of God sinneth not. And then verse 19, and we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. Verse 20, and we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding. I got a neighbor that lives across the street from me. He, he was born in Hungary. And he really has a heavy accent, though he come over here when he was in his, in his late teens. And, and he said, Jimmy, I was raised in the Catholic Church. But the communists drove religion out of me. And he used to tell me he didn't believe in God. He don't, he don't, he don't tell me that anymore. I've talked to him and talked to him. Going to talk to him some more. But... Folks, listen. The Bible says here, and we know that the Son of God has come and that has given us an understanding. There are people in this world that don't, they don't understand what the Bible means when it says that he was made sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. They don't understand. You see, it has to come from God. It, it, it has to do with believing what God says. God has given us an, an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Folks, listen. I don't, I don't, I don't know where you stand this morning. I don't, I don't know what your emotions are or your feelings are towards God. But God wants us to be sure. God wants us to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Folks, we cannot be a good witness unless we know it ourselves. You've got to believe in what you're selling. You've got to know it yourself. We are not selling anything, but we've got to know where we stand with God before we can be a good witness to him. And if you don't know, if you don't know for sure that you're saved, you can know today on the, on the promise and the surety of God's holy word, you can know. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as they get a song of invitation this morning, Lord, I don't, I don't know the hearts of this people. God, you know every one of us more and better than we know ourselves. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that if, if there's someone here that's lost, someone here that's not sure, Lord, that this will be the time. Today is the day of salvation. 
right now, this very moment, is the acceptable time. And our Father, we pray that every person will let the Holy Spirit do the work in their heart that you want to do. As we sing, in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Brother Melvin, would you stand here, please? Folks, listen. God created you. God loves you. Christ died for you. And God wants to make everything right in your life. If, if you're lost, God wants to save you. God didn't give his son just to have something to do. But God gave his son for you this morning. Why don't you come and invite him in your heart as we stand and sing?